0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit, Get Fit, Chat and Supplements. This is a series where we explore the vast world of health and fitness supplementation, giving you our thoughts and of course bringing you the latest scientific data as well. We are back with our first episode of 2022. We're glad to be back and we look forward to another big year of podcasting and remember to tell all your friends that if they want to be super fit this year then tune in as we've got loads of great content lined up uh, but disclaimer though we cannot guarantee levels of fitness. Anyway this week we take a revisit to an episode we did way back in the beginning of the podcast and that is BCAAs so branched chain amino acids. This time though we're going to mention EAAs as well, fucking nice, a mouthful isn't it, essential amino acids. I'm um, going to answer all the big big. questions but it's not all doom and gloom though there are a couple of potential benefits that we're going to explore and we're also going to include a brand new scientific paper that does bolster these claims and then at the end we're gonna have another stab at gaining a Noco sponsorship that as you can imagine ends dreadfully and it'll be another year of asking for patreon support brilliant (laughs) right let's get into this week's episode Happy New Year, Tom.
1: Happy New Year, mate. How are we doing? I'm excited to be back for the first episode of 2022. I'm excited just to be alive, to be honest with you, mate. Yeah,
0: do you want to tell us what's been going on, mate? Because you do sound a bit, a bit snuffled. Yeah. Um, sniffled, I should say.
1: Christmas morning, I was tested positive for COVID. What a, what a time to be tested positive
0: as well. What were you doing doing tests on Christmas morning? What were you playing at?
1: Oh, mate, Christmas Eve, I was absolutely fucked. I was hallucinating and all sorts... Yeah, really, really this bad. And
0: you thought, you know, what? I'll whack out the fucking lateral flow test.
1: I've I've been off work for two weeks, mate. I've been absolutely fucked. But you're still well enough to turn up to the, you know, it's for the podcast, yeah. But well, the thing is, like, I've been, I feel like I've got to do my duty here and spread the truth a bit because obviously during this two weeks of downtime, it's given me a bit of a chance to look into COVID a bit more, try and find out its true origins, and mm. I've I've finally discovered where it originates from. Go for it. Everyone's talking about, oh, it's a lab in Wuhan, etc. It's 5G. It's, I don't know who else. Uh, it's actually Nestle behind it all. Nestle? Oh, here we go. Nestle. You don't know Nestle I don't yeah, you? I know Nestle oh, are. Yeah, of course they are. It, it, who, who's Nestle? Nestle? They're, well, they're the food company. What What? What do they make? They make also. of Apart from COVID, as I later found out, they name yeah. me some things Nestle tend to make.
0: Uh, chocolate, milk. They've they're recently... They've recently brought out a plant based plant based range mate, brand new.
1: Oh, ironic that, isn't it? Oh,
0: here we go, God.
1: You no, know, I'm just you know, I I went and I'd look at the data, um, and you'll see there's a big correlation with Nestle sales going up. Yep. Yeah when COVID first became prominent in 2020. And you'll see that during every lockdown, Nestle sales went up. I say I looked at the data. I didn't actually look at the data, but I'm assuming that if you went back and looked at it, this is what it would look like.
0: So you're correlating increased sales of Nestle to COVID?
1: Yeah. As I say, I've not gone and looked at the actual stats myself, (laughs) but I'm probably assuming right here and saying that the sales of Nestle have gone up. So what Nestle did was they created, maybe they did do it in Wuhan, I don't know, but it's not necessarily going to be Chinese. I mean, uh, it Does Nestle have a Chinese branch?
0: It could do. Do you want me to have a look? They could do. I'm going to look Let's have a look.
1: Is Nestle That's... behind COVID? You won't find that on there yet. Give it a couple of weeks after this episode gets Mate, released. Wait,
0: come up and I've typed in Nestle China. China. COVID. It comes up, no, Nestle Chinese milk scandal.
1: <laughs> D- there you go. It wasn't <laughs> a bat. Hang on, It what? wasn't a bat bill.
0: There was a 2008 Chinese milk scandal. Oh, my God.
1: And that's where COVID originates from. Saying that, I'm saying it, it didn't come from a bat, that's half true. Because this whole milk scandal where COVID originated from, from a Nestle lab in Wuhan, they tried milking a bat uh, to we're... put into their chocolate. And that's where COVID came from.
0: The actual scandal, mate, involved milk and infant formula, along with other food materials and components being adulterated with melamine.
1: And if you keep reading, it will mention they tried to milk a bat... Which is where COVID originated from.
0: Oh my God, that stuff's horrendous. Ingesting melamine may lead to reproductive damage, bladder or kidney stones, and bladder cancer. And COVID. And COVID. Now we. Now you found out. Evidence based.
1: So yeah. All that g- gorging on Christmas chocolates, uh, <laughs> done myself in there, mate. Shot myself right in the foot.
0: Well, welcome back to the uh, Chacha Get Fed podcast, where we bring you the latest conspiracy theories from one Mr. Tom Radon. <laughs> and Nestle. <laughs> and Nestle. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. There, there goes that bridge. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There goes that. That goes that sponsorship.
1: Well and truly burnt. Who knows? Maybe we can get our money by shilling BCAAs. See what I did there? I see you did there. You've, you've us right, almost onto seamless. this week's
0: episode. You have seamless. Uh, well, we are back with the supplement series. We've only got a few episodes left of this one. Uh, We're going to be starting a brand new series, which we've mentioned a couple of times now. But we are back with the supplement series, and we're talking about one we've done before actually. So, if you are a long-term listener and you you know you've been with us from the very beginning, our seventh ever episode was actually about this topic, which is BCAAs. But we're going to do a bit of a revisit. We've had some more sort of data on it, and we're going to sort of see what we think now because it's been a while since we spoke about it. See if our opinions have changed. We're also going to look at. EAAs as well which are essential amino acids which are slightly different to branched chain amino acids we're going, to, we're going to bulk that on as well so it's something a little bit new for those who may have listened to that old episode and don't want to just hear it basically a repeat but a year later
1: yeah I mean let's face it it is a new year people tend to get into fitness again or yep. as a new hobby with that tends to come a spike in supplement sales once again I'm just assuming here I've not looking <laughs> assuming assuming at the data first five minutes we just assuming <laughs> I know I'm just going to assume everything today mate um, as I said, COVID has wrapped my brain, so a lot of this is just going to be guesswork from now on. But um, BCAAs is still popular, it's not going anywhere, so it deserves a revisit, especially since there's been more recent evidence come to light about certain
0: yeah things. Which we'll come on to later. But first, what I always do with these episodes is I'm going to give you a little bit of a poll that I did on Instagram. So, I did ask people, do they take... A branch chain amino acid supplement, and it was pretty one-sided. It was a ninety-four percent of people said no, uh, and six percent of people said yes, and that equated to only one person saying yes. So quite a big resounding. And it's not a surprise, because on social media there is a bit of a how to put it a witch hunt against BCAAs. Normally,
1: it's almost like the the lowest hanging fruit for a supplement yeah. you want to take the piss out of. Yeah, take the piss. It's like out a of punching it. bag for people mm. that make memes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's done what you to see. Death.
0: But it's still sold though and people still do buy it because yeah. marketing still works and obviously not everyone has like Instagram and things like that, you know, so they don't see all these memes and that.
1: I didn't do a poll, but if I had done a poll, then I'm going to assume 100% of people would have said they, they do take BCAAs. Do you think? Yes. <laughs> Thank, thanks for that input and i don't feel like i need to give you any reasons why that's that's uh that's my opinion and there you go happy day there
0: you go uh what we'll start with tom is we'll we'll tell people what they are uh bcaas which is branched chain amino acids so it talks about three in particular so we'll start the big one leucine that's going to be mm-hmm. the most important one for muscle protein synthesis uh it's which also is
1: also one that tastes like cat's arse. So i'm pretty exactly, sure i mentioned yeah, before
0: which we'll uh, we'll come on to more with uh, some, some of the other stuff. Yeah, well, no, not cat's asses <laughs> in particular. I might have cat there, is it? Yeah, don't want to come onto a cat's arse. <laughs> uh, we've then got isoleucine, and this is the one that improves glucometabolism. So that's quite, a you know, it's fairly useful as well. And then the last one is valine, which is kind of, compared to the other two, it doesn't really do anything. It's just mm. there because it's part of that compound, basically. And the idea of it is your body does not naturally produce these, so that's why it's become a supplement because your body can't get it. Uh, your body doesn't produce it naturally, sorry, unless you eat it from food which we're gonna talk about, or you go ahead onto my protein for example and buy the powder. Uh, and, yeah. get, and get it that way as well. Uh, the branch chain bit at the, at the sort of at the beginning of the term, just to just to refer to its chemical structure. Like if you were to Google it, it will show you what the branch chain looks like. And then obviously the amino acids are, are the three we just mentioned there uh, as well. Uh, and they come in various forms. The most common one you'll probably see is the powder, which is what people mix in their drinks. And you'll see in the gym people with purple, it's green, like orange, fluorescent
1: colours. Yeah, all the, yeah, it's glowing. No. You'll, you'll see it in the usually with like you really know, you know jazzy flavours.
0: And then we also spoke about. Are on the previous episode which i think we're going to talk about a little later today is how you we then you get the rise of the drinks so you've got things like Knocko and rain as well which you will see yeah. people sipping on which are basically uh an amino acids more more so Knocko than rain but they are an energy drink but more so a bca supplement because that's basically what you're, what you're paying for when you're paying quite a lot for these these cans of drink mm. that's come that's still popular still on the rise as well uh, and ideally, when you are taking this stuff, you want to be taking something with a two one one ratio, uh, and that refers to the ratio of the three we spoke about and the main one being leucine, so that 's the two there so that 's the one you want the most of and as I think we spoke about it on the protein episode early in the in the series uh, about leucine, how important that is for well muscle protein synthesis uh, and what was the number we quoted on was it two point five grams core. Cool. Was so it maximise, was something like that, wasn't it? Maximise, 2.5 or, yeah, or 3,
1: something like that. Yeah, I mean, just to quickly rewind a bit, synthesis. with uh, branched-chain amino acids, BCAAs, why do people take them? I mean, usually the biggest keyword is, oh, yeah, as we said there, muscle protein synthesis, or basically muscle growth. So the whole buzz around uh, BCAAs, well, the main buzz, I'd say, we'll go more into that later on, but the main buzz does seem to be more about oh yeah these will basically build muscle yeah and that is what amino acids basically do mm-hmm. yeah particularly leucine.
0: Exactly. uh and as i said the the dose for that really is as i said the two one 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 ratio uh, and 10 grams of it because that 10 grams of it will basically ensure you're getting the right amount of you know each amino acid uh, in that supplement uh, the powder itself though is relatively cheap if you actually look so i found on my protein you can actually get 100 servings for 17 pound which isn't if you think about it that's not too depending on how much you have it a day like if you're one of these people which some people do they take it numerous times a day then yeah that's not a lot but if you're only having a serving a day you've got 100 days there for 17 pound which isn't too bad it's
1: not too nice flavored water for the gym more exactly
0: the drinks though they're not as cheap for like (laughs) knockout it's um it's one pound 70 a can and that's about the same for rain um and as we'll go on to we'll talk about if that's worth it or not but yeah, it's uh...
1: I mean, rain as a drink is quite nice, knocko, not so much, but yeah, yeah you
0: don't like knocko, do you? I, quite I like
1: don't, it. That, that does taste like cat's ass to me, yeah, and
0: that's because of the leucine,
1: that is because of the leucine. Uh, but rain as well tends to have like quite a high caffeine content. You know why, as though, well. Tom?
0: Sorry, rain has s- uh, quite a significant amount, less uh, BCAAs, it's only got one gram, whereas knocko has three, I believe.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I was, was drinking rain for the actual BCAAs, I would be pretty upset. Yeah, but, it's pretty, um, pretty low, in it? <laughs> but, but the reason why I drink veins is because I know of ways to get things out of vending machines. And uh, yeah, it's a phoebe for me.
0: If we re- rewind even more, Tom, back to our first uh, episode on this topic, you know, back in the, the early days of the podcast. The um, 80s, yes. We, we kind of talked about the common language associated with bloodstream amino acids, with it, like pissing away your money, essentially. Yep. Like, that's basically what you're doing when you, when you consume the stuff. And we kind of came to the conclusion of if you're getting adequate protein in your diet – there should be no need to supplement with branched-chain amino acids because you should be saturated, amino acid-wise, from your protein intake and in your normal diet. Hmm.
1: Um,
0: and when we look at studies that uh, commonly reported, you know, benefits of taking uh, these supplements, I think we spoke about in the other one as well. That a lot of these studies were funded by the supplement companies. Yeah. They were given to participants who were consuming way less protein adi- than needed. Inadequate protein. Yeah. And, exactly. Yeah. So of course you're going to see a benefit, and that was that's that's why since then people have just been debunking it, those those papers.
1: I mean, the thing is, I think it's a bit disingenuous, uh, especially amongst those that know better, to actually say that BCAAs are useless or absolute pisswater. I mean, look, first of all, I don't take BCAAs. I don't get funded by them. I have zero stake in BCAAs whatsoever. But people that do tend to say, "Oh, they do absolutely nothing." That's not quite true. Mm. Now, in regards to muscle growth, muscle protein synthesis, etc., I would always advocate a you know a rich protein diet. But at the end of doesn't necessarily. How much protein, mean big...
0: Tom? Give me a talk. Go on, give me some numbers. Well, one point
1: six grams per kg of body weight to two point two. I think that's the higher end, isn't it? One point six, two point two, depending on your goals. Your three point three, if you want. You know, All right, Tom. I just like to give a nice little. 1. 1.6, 1. 1.8. Uh, yeah, 1.6 is, is a good number again, to start Bill, with. Once again, Bill, depends on the context. Yeah, It
0: does cool, depend yeah. on the context. But it is a good number to start with, isn't it? That's a good number, a good baseline, yeah.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, I would always advocate protein over isolated BCAAs, but just because I'm, well, I, I've, I I, know from the evidence that, you know, protein is more effective at building muscle, then, you know, BCAAs doesn't necessarily mean that. BCAAs are automatically rub, uh, useless, they are pretty rubbish. I went to say, oh, they're not rubbish, but they are rubbish. But they're not useless. At the End of the day, you can you can still get from A to B on a bicycle, but it's better to get there on a car.
0: Well, the the arguments are is obviously that, wh- that if you had a whey protein, for example, that that has a complete amino acid profile, obviously, whereas that BCA it only has the three amino acids. But then you get the people who argue saying, oh, but it absorbs better. Like you're getting quicker absorption into yeah. the branch because obviously it digests very differently, doesn't
1: it? Another claim as well is uh, people that say, "Oh well, I drink it when I'm fasting mm. because that way I can stop uh, my muscle from breaking down when I'm fasting." Uh, the whole point of fasting is that you're not taking on board a significant amount, well, a certain amount of calories, yeah. you know, to break your fast. Uh, sorry to break it to people that still believe that, but BCAs do still contain calories. Yeah, and it's not even that, Tom.
0: Remember the paper from last time, the Ramadan one. Yeah, Ramadan, the bodybuilders during Ramadan we spoke about in the the first episode. That was. Oh, that's
1: taking me back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. That, that. What did that basically? That basically said was there was no difference, wasn't there?
1: There was no difference. No. Yeah, not
0: difference. really. They didn't lose anything, did they? They didn't lose anything at all by fasting. Like there was no difference from yeah. the ones who took it or didn't take it.
1: Yeah. Nothing. Nothing, nothing significant, really.
0: Yeah. It wasn't working. That was, that's that's the that's the best one that kind of debunks the the fasting yeah, the whole
1: thing. fasting thing. Yeah. But yeah, the main argument about you know BCAAs being. Um, make a significant difference in regards to hypertrophy or muscle growth or triggering muscle protein synthesis. When you compare it to, you know, an adequate protein diet, BCAAs are pretty shit, mm. but yeah. not useless because they still do something, but it's not as good as, you know, a high-protein diet. Um, I suppose you could make an argument for why someone might take BCAAs over protein and that is I mean in my case I've really struggled to stomach things like protein shakes etc so in a supplement in a supplementary regard maybe I could take BCAAs although I'd rather just get my protein from other sources that ain't shakes yeah
0: I mean if people want to take it I mean as I said it's not it's not the most expensive excuse me what (laughs) it's not the most expensive thing in the world is it so Nah.
1: Uh, but at the same time, like I don't really see anything harmful, in unless you're like socially economically deprived. Um, there's nothing really harmful in taking BCAAs either. I mean, if you like them just simply for the flavour, I mean it's your wallet. I'm not going to be one of those people that stands there going, "Ha! Oh, I can't believe you're drinking BCAAs. You're such a normie. I just don't care." <laughs> yeah,
0: we've been a bit doom and gloom there, haven't we? To start with uh, BCAAs, but we are going to come on to we're going to come on a bit of positivity now, Tom. So last time out we did talk about something called DOMS, which is delayed onset muscle illness. So that feeling, you know, if you do like a big leg session and you can't walk, you can't sit down properly, that feeling. We found some papers on, you know, the episode, what about, just over a year ago now, saying how it can help with DOMS. But what we've now got is we've got another paper, an even later paper, yeah. basically suggesting the same thing and this was a 2021 mate analysis from weber et al um, and it was basically looking at bca supplementation versus placebo there was 160 participants 146 were male 14 female it was across 10 studies uh, six of the studies enrolled sedentary or untrained participants while the other four enrolled participants who regularly trained that's obviously quite important The results indicated that branch chain amino acid supplementation with doses ranging from 5.5 to 20 grams led to statistically significant soreness attenuation at 24 and 72 hours post exercise, while effects were much smaller and non significant at 48 and 96. So the day after, up to three days, well, not up to three days, sorry, at the two day point, at the one day point, so around the three day point, not the two day and afterwards, which is quite strange, uh, they found they found a benefit, which is quite a good thing because yeah. it kind of echoes what was found previously.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is where it does start to interest me more in regards to BCAAs, and that is its effect on DOMS. Mm. I mean, yeah, we had that massive... It was a big old meta-analysis uh, when we first uh, did it. I mean, it was like pff, over 100-plus studies in one mate analysis it was, it was huge, wasn't it? Yeah. It was massive. And I remember it caused a bit of a stir at the time when it came out, but it just kind of like... You know, it goes to show once again that maybe BSA's aren't exactly useless. Mm. You know, are they, you know, are they going to make a massive difference in your training? Most probably not. But there might be some applications as to when you might be able to use them, and that is decreasing DOMS. Now, saying that, this wasn't really compared to an adequate protein diet. So once again, if you're getting an adequate amount of protein, then maybe that's better for reducing DOMS anyway.
0: That's one of the things I thought was that, with, with these papers is that yeah they compared to a placebo which is good but what would, I'd like to see is if they compared it to what, we, what would happen if they just increased their protein intake instead
1: by a little bit yeah because some people some lifters would find that a more efficient or cost effective way of doing it it would be cool to kind of see like multiple studies with I know this is obviously I'm in dreamland thinking about this but where there was multiple groups with different amounts of protein in their diets as well like one on like well we already know about those that are on an inadequate amount but those that are on like an adequate amount say 1.6 and there's those who are on like a a, a 2.4 gram per kg of body weight like a higher dose as well and see how all these kind of compare to placebo as well it'll be definitely interesting to see it'll be good to see another
0: thing I'd like to say as well um, again we're not against this paper it's obviously a good paper but what I'd like to see is that the participants of this study, it was all unaccustomed exercise. So all that means is is it's stuff that's new. And what we know is when you do something new, whether that's volume, movement, you know, whatever it is, is, are doms. you're going <laughs> to get DOMS, right? Because your body's not used to it. So, which is informative, what we've seen in this paper, but what I'd like to see is, you know, what's it recovery like from Experience day-to-day trading, Just from yeah. day-to-day training. What was it going to be like from your normal day-to-day trading? Because if we look at the repeated bout effect... Which is yeah. You adapt of, over time. You adapt over time. So if you do a certain like a certain, you're on a period. I don't know, like a program. Over time, the you'll get more used to those. Yeah, the doms gets less because you're you know adapting to those movements. So what would be good to see is if over time, if you're on like a well structured program, um, you know, load management's all taken to account. Is do BCAAs become redundant because of this um, repeated bout effect? Repeated bout. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'd like to see anyway, because we're not seeing that on this paper. This is very
1: So let's light. say in like six months time of like mm. um of, of continuous training, the BCAs still reduce DOMs compared to a group that don't take BCAAs, yeah. or does it really not matter much because by then you've adapted to the DOMs anyway? I don't know,
0: because obviously if you're unaccustomed to exercise, you're gonna get DOMs it. Anyway. it's yeah. good they're shown an improvement, but I'd like to see if the repeated about effect is just as good as BCAs, you know what I mean? Because the repeated bout effect's free, yeah. isn't it? You adapted to exercise, you're not paying for that. You're just doing your exercise like normal, you know?
1: I mean, the evidence The evidence isn't, like, overwhelmingly massive in regards to DOMS having, like, high practicability in regards to DOMS, especially if, like, we're not taking into account, well, what about long-term training, etc. But it does show that, at the end of the day, there is some ev- – well, there is a fair bit of evidence, maybe not strong quality, but there is a fair bit of evidence to kind of point towards that, you know – bcas can maybe mitigate doms a little bit and when we do think about well what does this mean for me what if you're like a a multi-day a multi-day event person Mm. you know or if you're doing multiple events within a weekend yeah etc which kind of makes sense that crossfit has jumped on this whole bcaa thing probably by accident i'm very sure they have no idea what the fuck they're doing but they've accidentally probably landed on something that might have been honest i don't think
0: when I see Knocko's marketing, they don't lead with Dom's papers. No, I, um,
1: they don't. <laughs> they just lead with uh, Sunshine and
0: Raybones in Miami, sipping a nice cold one. That's
1: the thing. They don't actually like say what the, the the beverage might be good for. It's just a simple case of, here's some fucking palm trees on a can, you bitch. Drink it. Dave says drink it. Well, not anymore, but you no, know. But i say not anymore. Yeah, Dave Couchley's been, been, been fired, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It does make me think who's going to be running CrossFit. It's going to be Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk is going to take over CrossFit, you'll see. I reckon they should get someone like you to it, Tom. Just see what you can come up with. I'll just come along and just be really nihilistic about the whole thing and just be like, guys, just do what you want, really. <laughs> what, We're, you all want gonna four, We're all going to die eventually. COVID.
0: Do what you want. I'll decide a winner at the end.
1: Ever had a Nestle bar? You're already dead. Just do what you want. <laughs> Kip, do a strict pull-up. I don't right. care anymore. I'm going to get on I'll the phone I'll be lucky there, to see 2023 at this point.
0: Make this happen. Back back on track for a second though, Tom. Uh, we have got another benefit though that's suggested with us well, um, on paper uh, with BCAAs, and that is prolonged uh, reduce fatigue on prolonged exercise. So like a long duration thing, like a marathon, for example. There is some evidence to suggest that it could help with fatigue, but there's a lot of debate still around this. Uh, the methods of these papers, so I won't get too excited. And you know, you're not going to turn into kipchoge overnight, so don't, you know, don't, don't jump out and <laughs> think you know my next marathon I'm going to start sipping away on a grape uh, BCA. But it's promising, to, you know, there's some stuff out there, so we'll have to watch that, but that's another potential yeah. benefit. Um, and if you are a top-level athlete, chances are you're probably getting this stuff free anyway. So if there's a potential benefit for long for fatigue prevention and long-term exercise, you're going to do it, aren't you?
1: Or if you have the keys
0: to the work vending machine. I'm sorry, you don't mean sack the stuff you say on this podcast.
1: I'm not saying that I have it. I'm just saying that if someone else has it. Like who? I don't know, someone in, in um, a pure gym. Do you work at a pure gym? Do I fuck?
0: i forgot what your gym. No, I don't. What Jimmy's work? I forgot what it's called. Now.
1: Oh, I can't remember. Right, let's continue. Look at yourself.
0: Happy. I, yeah, I, I try. to get you out there, like it didn't happen. Um, but I've like, like kind of to, to summarize that a bit on BCA is that I, I, I wouldn't say they're strictly useless, which is the common language associated of them. Um, all I'd say is though that I, I, me myself, I don't take them, nor would I really have any interest in it. To be honest, that much, and I wouldn't really recommend it to most people. Like for the most, you people almost
1: sounded with, self-accusing then, as if you was admitting to gear use. I don't take BCAAs. Honestly, I don't. I'm a God fearing man.
0: <laughs> but I mean, like for potential clients and stuff, it wouldn't be something I'd go to as well to recommend. That'd be like the the last thing. You'd have to do pretty well. You'd have to, con- you know, construct some pretty elaborate scenarios where it'd be coming handy. If someone came to me, I don't know, they were doing five marathons on the trot. Maybe, but like, oh, maybe you know, maybe some DOMS reduction there. Maybe I can't you're not going to give them tea. a
1: protein shake.
0: No, of course not. For amino what I mean.
1: acids, are you? Sometimes a BCAA is just easier to stomach. Yeah, and to be
0: honest with you, most of these cases, these scenarios I'm talking about, you could probably resolve the issue with a bit more protein in the diet.
1: I mean, my scenario would be like, let's imagine that I was stranded on a desert island with my squat rack, and all I had apart from my squat rack was, uh, I don't know, Dave or whoever's taken over from Dave lifted some knocko onto my island and uh, I had severe DOMS from using my squat rack while stranded on this desert island. But then I had to make a raft later on in the day. But I had severe DOMS. Then yeah, I'd probably take the knocko. <laughs> it's
0: a very niche, very niche scenario. I, don't, I can't see that for any time soon. Although you, Dave's got a lot of free time, know. though, hasn't he he's got a lot of free time.
1: Exactly. And uh, as I said, you never know if you will get stranded on a desert island with a crate full of knocko. To be fair, the way the cans are designed, it, it looks like the sort of thing you would find on a desert island. Yeah, that'd be a bit of a piss take, really, wouldn't it? That'd be a bit of a twist of the knife. That'd
0: be all right though. You oh. keep your muscle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went to tear out very quick Smash smashing knockouts every day
1: I mean I don't see anything inherently harmful about taking them if they just happen to be even a drink that you enjoy for the taste anyway or because it's your pre-work because it's got caffeine in it and you know crack on um, I personally won't be going out to buy BCA's intentionally anytime soon but I'm sure that sometimes we put ourselves in situations where like even if something helps by 0.5% we're willing to kind of do it. So let's just say you are one of those people where you have multiple events over a weekend or, you know, in a over a single day, and you find out there's no way you're going to be fucking chugging my protein way down because you've got an event again in, like, 40 minutes. You know, then maybe you could take BCAAs just hoping for the best. Personally, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't bat an eyelid if he was, especially if you knew about the whole Dom's thing. But once again, we don't even have evidence to show whether this would happen with like um, people that train continuously over time perhaps it's just for newbies who knows
0: okay before we move on to the uh, next part of the show Tom we'll, uh, we'll talk about Patreon again because we're in a new year now um, and I think, I yeah, think I'm going to need this for my funeral funds. so. Your fu- your fu- yeah, by, the, by the way you sound, yeah. Um, we'll start by saying thank you, really, I suppose, to suppose, to our existing patrons, especially to uh, Colleen, who is actually titled a producer of the Chat Shit Get Fit podcast, because she decided to join that very special tier. But thank you to uh, all our patrons, it's very much appreciated, helps with the running costs of the podcast, and it is all going towards some very special stuff to improve our content. Um, so we're not just spending this money on mm. on the lash. It's
1: going towards me making my own vaccine. <laughs> we'll
0: probably Look get into the camera in like I've like in been instructed... And then- inundated with requests now just because I want to see that happen but no yeah if you uh, if you do want to if you do want to join us on Patreon we have got three tiers now and if you go to patreon.com slash podcast, you'll be able to see all these tiers and there's like different bonuses of each one so like clean, she joined the middle tier where you know there's loads of stuff on there she listed like one of the producers you know she gets extra access to certain things um, like the first tier you get access to all like Q&As um, live shows like our Christmas special we did recently they could have jumped onto that as well and then the final tier you get a bit more um bit more training guidance as well, which is quite useful as well. But go over there and have a look. It will be listed down in the show notes anyway. Um, But yeah, thank you. Hopefully we'll see some more of you over there because we can uh, chat to you a bit more, I don't know, personally.
1: That that, that doesn't sound appealing. Does it not? You'll be doing us a very nice thing by buying us a coffee.
0: No, I think chatting to them personally sounds... Or that as well. It sounds a bit creepy, but...
1: Yeah, we need to work on this, don't we? We do, yeah. Our sales pitch... Just just send us money. <laughs> cash in hand. Avoid cash. the tax man. Just send an envelope. I'll tell you what, man. Fucking Patreon fees are a pain in the ass. You see them. I told you we should have gone for OnlyFans. Dude,
0: yeah, but they take a fee as well, don't they? They take a cut.
1: Yeah, but with that, they don't mind if you stick your finger in your ass. I'll make a bit of cash <laughs> on the side, etc. cetera. Show a bit of testicle, whatever else goes on OnlyFans. In fact, is is it just like a, a female only platform? No. Ooh, can you get Of course it's not. No. Can men show their genitals on what are we talk about again? OnlyFans. Twitch. That's just, just family only, friendly, isn't it? Only, only fans. OnlyFans. Meet the male sex workers of OnlyFans. Bill, we need to discuss something after this episode, okay? If you wanna to see Tom's balls, let us know and we'll make it we'll make it happen. There you go. Then <laughs> that's how you sell a Patreon.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> let's move on to the next part of the show so please do <laughs> something we didn't speak about on the original uh, BCAA's episode was something called EAA's which are essential amino acids now these are one that contain all nine of the essential amino acids as opposed to just the three mm. of branch chain amino acids the full puzzle the full puzzle exactly the that. three pieces you're probably thinking, what, what, why, why would they make two? Why would they, if this one's got all nine? Why would you get, you know, why would you even bother with the one that's only got three? And what, what's the point? Um, so once again, it does come down to your diet again. If if you are getting adequate protein for your activity levels, you shouldn't need this because a good quality protein will have all of these amino acids anyway. So if you're eating enough protein with a complete amino acid profile, then the need for an EAA supplement once again is not needed. That's for muscle building, by the way, as well. This is more important. Um, I think we talk about is our vegan areas, is at the moment? So with things like yeah. veggies and vegans and stuff, this becomes even more um, prevalent that you're getting a wide range of protein sources. Because, for example, if you look at a whey protein powder, that will be um, a complete amino acid profile. Whereas if you yeah. looked at something like I don't know a lentil, that won't be a complete. That won't be a complete. Uh, amino acid profile which means if you just get all your protein from lentils which is a good protein source but if you just eat lentils all day the chances are you are not getting a complete amino acid profile that is why it's more important that if you are veggie or vegan that you get a a wide range of foods you don't just eat one protein source you're getting all different types to make sure you're getting that complete amino acid profile and I know the protein powders they do they're normally complete anyway so that's fine but if you're an omnivore shouldn't be an issue just eat enough protein of what you're already eating you know like meats fish, dairy all that sort of stuff and you should be no needs to buy
1: yeah. any amino acid um, supplement. I mean, this is probably one of the one times where I could say actually it probably is a good idea. You know, if you are vegan and you do know you lack certain you know amino acid sources, then you could get yourself like a vegan EAA and yeah. stuff like that. So there you go. Once again, it does have some practicability to it. It can be quite difficult. Some people they might not like certain food. For example, yeah,
0: tofu is a very popular uh, complete amino acid, but that's some people expensive are, they, so- Well, it's not. It's not that's that soy. Some people are in top. They can't have soy, can they? That as well. So if they can't do that, they're limited to certain other foods. And if they don't like them, they might not be getting them. So, it's, yeah, so it's another good option. But then I would argue you could just buy uh, a vegan protein powder, which will then be a complete amino acid profile.
1: Yeah. But once again, you might be like me and not be able to stomach yeah, able protein to stomach shakes. It, yeah.
0: yeah. The list goes on, mate. It all depends, is not it? It's just carnage. It's big fucking... You see,
1: a lot of it is based on context. Yeah. I know people want to dumb things down just to make a meme out of things, but a lot of it does depend on context. Yeah.
0: So hang on here, Tom, though, before we go any further, we need to establish that. So why in hell, why would you not just go for an EAA opposed to a BCAA? Because that is a question. If one's got all nine in, why on earth would you bother? Because if you look at the price difference, if I look at my protein, it was a couple of quid. The EAA was only like £2 more. So it was in the grand scheme of things, it's not like massively more expensive. You're probably thinking, why would you even bother? But there is a reason. There's one potential reason for this that I found online, so... At the start of this whole thing, BCAAs rose to the forefront of the supplement thing, so I've got a quote here, so bear with me. Quickly regarding taste, there's no doubt that using all nine essential amino acids definitely bring down the flavour profile of an amino acid supplement. Back in the 2000s, when BCAAs were getting the hard push, there's a chance that researchers knew that EAAs were indeed better, but the supplement companies couldn't properly flavour them at the time, which makes sense because... If you taste something, and it like a supplement, it tastes horrible, you're not going to bite again. Mm. You know when You even said at the start, amino acids, they don't taste nice. They're not something you think, oh, that's, that's nice. Get a loose. Look, I ain't Hello. doing too well at my work. Well, it was, but that's what I mean, though. So back then, obviously, it's advanced now a lot, like the flavour things are a completely different thing. But back then, that does make sense that if they couldn't get the AAs to taste that nice, then they probably thought, well, if we just push BCAs more, because we can make 15 different flavours, you know, grape and soda, grape, strawberry, Grape, black... They, you they're, they're, really they're, like grape, don't you? I don't,
1: yeah. <laughs> you, you, that. <laughs> you mentioned this a few times earlier on as well. I didn't want to say anything at the time. I didn't want to pull you up on it.
0: Tom, <laughs> I've got a problem with grapes. Um, but no, do you get what I'm saying though? Like it, because yeah. Supplements, the biggest thing that puts people off them is when they taste bad. If they taste good, people will go... Like we spoke on the protein episode. We are willing to pay more for a protein powder oh, yeah, 100%. if it tastes nice. I am. <laughs> Even though potentially... These companies may have thought, oh, EAAs are probably a bit better. They've got the complete amino acid problems. They probably went, Oh, that doesn't taste very nice though. I don't think that'll sell very well. They're still businesses to make money, so push the BCAAs and that'll be it.
1: Yeah. I mean I think there's the whole thing about old leucine as well, like pushing leucine. Leucine is the is the main amino acid for muscle building. And mm. um, with branched chain amino acids, obviously less ingredients the more you could push for a certain you know, a, a certain amino acid, which will be leucine in that respect. Um, I mean, if I had to take amino acids in their rawest of form, then like, well, I say rawest of form, in their supplemental form, and I'll say, yeah, I'd rather go for essential amino acids. Yeah. But as I said earlier on in, in the podcast, I'd, I'd rather just go for protein. But this episode isn't about strictly protein, so. No. We did an episode on that, if you want to go listen to that. It's
0: slash protein. It's about protein. <laughs> do, do, do you think? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so very obviously similar supplements you'll see them more now they weren't as popular back in the day but they are quite popular now and they you know you could argue they are better but once again it just comes down to if you get enough protein you shouldn't really need them but with the whole DOMS argument which we said about BCAAs now the DOMS stuff maybe they're they're not on EAAs you could assume that EAAs would do the same thing because they're the same but with just more but you can't assume that okay so if you're going to take something for DOMS like you think, oh I need something for DOMs, and I've got one 0.5. BCAAs is the one that the literature is looking at, not EAAs. Yeah. Can't we can't assume things, it doesn't work like that.
1: Yeah. But once again, to say they're absolutely useless and just pissable, water, not necessarily true. But it's probably better things to be taking than BCAAs and EAAs.
0: Yeah. Protein. More protein. 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 What was it well called this episode protein at this point?
1: yeah well what what are amino acids it's basically no, it's protein. protein there yeah, you protein, go yeah, yeah exactly yeah.
0: Tom we're going to finish on something a bit of a revisit we're going to try and get back our sponsorship so Nocco I love <laughs> Nocco let's look at those fuckers Nocco you love it do you where is it right so, no. <laughs> for those of you who aren't aware, if you're not in the CrossFit space, you probably have no idea what Knocko is because it's very, very much in that space. So, you might have seen a super. Be market, fair, it knows? is
1: becoming more mainstream now. It is, I've noticed it that, It is yeah. turning up in, like, uh, as I said, it's turning up in, like, commercial gym vending machines. You could go to Asda and see a shelf of them there. Yeah, yeah, can do, yeah. Mm.
0: So, what is it? It's it's, a, it's basically, I was going to say a carbonated beverage, but they do do non-carbonated um, flavours as well. But it's basically, a, mm. yeah, I think it's one, one of them is called Orange. It's an orange one, I think. Orange, oh, it's the it a blood orange one? Yeah, I think that's I think that's um, non-carbonated. But uh, essentially it's a drink in a can, um, sugar free. It's got the 180 milligrams of caffeine, uh, which is about the same as like a can of monster or something. So it's quite, you know, it's relatively high in caffeine, depending on like you and your tolerances. And then it's got 3,000 milligrams of branch chain amino acids with a 411 ratio. Um, and that's obviously leucine, valine, and isoleucine, and that equates to two grams of leucine. Okay, so it's a, bit, mm. it's a bit less than the the amount to maximise muscle protein synthesis, but it's not the lowest in the world. Two grams is not horrendous. It's not like insignificant. Yeah. But it's not, obviously a little a bit on pro- the lower side. The problem is, is it'd be, in an ideal world, you could argue, I think in the last episode we actually argued argue saying, oh, it's pointless because it's not 2.5. Well, when you actually think about it, it's in regards to taste. We've already discussed that the taste can be a little bit off for some people because of that a little bit of bitterness. If they up the leucine more, that's just going to get worse. It's not going to get better. Yeah. And they've got to think about well, we want people to keep drinking this.
1: No doubt, but they're in really small little cans as well.
0: Yeah, they are. Yeah,
1: those little what are they like two hundred mils or 160? No, no, three thirty, like I think. Three, nah, yeah, really? Three
0: thirty? Yeah, they're just they're just th- they're taller. They're like they're taller than a normal coke can, but they're thinner, aren't they? I need to double check this. Yeah, like I'm
1: telling you now, can size. Oh, I think you're right. I, I can't see shit, but yeah, oh, no three hundred thirty. Right. Bloody hell! No, I'm fucking right, Tom. That that's that's like an optical illusion. Well they stretched the can out and it looks uh, smaller than what it actually is.
0: <laughs> we were quite mixed, weren't we, on the on the on the other episode, because I think we started off well. Um, I think me and Andy were like sucking its dick a little bit.
1: Oh, you guys are bang on the knockout. Track.
0: Yeah, we, we 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 were loving the marketing. It got us really excited. Well, because every time you see him, you're just like, Yeah, sipping it yeah, it because you like love the, the, the packaging and all the names of it. Like was it, Miami strawberry and all this bollocks? Yeah. Um, you weren't you weren't having it, were you?
1: Oh no, uh, look, marketing wise really nice, awesome designs they've gone for the whole sexy sleek uh almost ironic 80s feel to it mm. which i actually really like unironically but um you know <sighs> as a drink i just think it tastes like shit well, you, <laughs> and that, what's inside it is, is pretty is meh that, well that's what i'm thinking about like it
0: i don't get me wrong it's all right but i think monster take like monster ultra tastes nicer
1: it's cheap oh, yeah and it's got, monster, it's, monster to me is like my Stella Artois Ste- oh god what <laughs> beat your wife Well it depends how many monsters I've had but yeah well, you have a, have a few monsters you start throwing them around is that what it is <laughs> nah trust me I'm the one that gets battered in this relationship oh mate. god oh. Uh, but no no I'm, I'm a monster man that, that yeah, sounds I, horrendous yeah.
0: it does yeah you're a, you're a beast
1: <laughs> I am
0: uh, but yeah I, no, I I, agree with you Tom like I, can't, are you, I did have a little phase where I was having them quite a bit but it's just too expensive for me for what it is. I can't justify it. Like the price of it, for it's essentially it an energy drink. Pricey, yeah. It's an energy drink, and as we said, if you're getting enough protein, the BCA content in there is not really that useful. But as, I said, as we did say, caveat to that. I don't want to be too fucking downer. Is that let's say you're a multi-day competition, crossfit competition.
1: A, who is Noco designed for or targeted? Yeah, exactly. Multiple. I mean,
0: if you have one of those on the, because let's face it, a lot of stuff that you do at these competitions, you're probably unaccustomed to to some degree because they like to throw mad shit in there, and the volume you do is not what you'd normally do in training. A lot of the time. Yeah. So the odds are you're going to be experiencing DOMS. So maybe a little knocko might help, but you could just have a normal BCA drink, which would be cheaper, yeah. like the
1: powder. The powder would be a lot cheaper. But once again, we haven't yet had enough evidence to say what happens to those that have been doing CrossFit for long-term anyway. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The top-level
0: guys, yeah, and girls. Yeah.
1: So It's keeping me interested, but I can't confidently say that it's something that we should be taking yet.
0: Yeah. I mean, unless knocko sends me... um money in an envelope if they do that then I'm going to tell all of you to drink knocko until that point don't drink knocko
1: even the envelope would be like some kind of like neon pink <laughs> yeah, with palm like, trees on it yeah as you open it a little puff of confetti comes out <laughs> magnum pi holding like a you know a mac 10 as a stamp I don't know something ridiculous the 80s even, even the guy turning up would be like dressed up like he's from
0: vice city Oh yeah, that's a <laughs> like,
1: convertible. Just put yeah, like it out of the window just throws at you. <laughs> yeah. Could be wearing your uh, your in Dead Ground uh, shirt. Oh, the yeah, that, yeah, that's a good T-shirt. I got that. Of, it yeah. is, yeah. I want one. That's good.
0: Yeah, Nocco. I'll be honest with you. If you want to drink it, it's fine. It's a nice. If you like the taste of it, great. But for one pound seventy a can, and I've seen it go for more than that. Bear in mind, that was just a, quite a cheap one I found. It's quite a lot, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I would. I would prefer rain. I think rain's shit Rain's even worse oh, I don't know I really like rain um, and those Why? cans are massive yeah they're bigger but they've got less yeah, like a amino acids blocks. and they've got the same amount of caffeine in it 200mg isn't it I'm not drinking it for BCAAs but if I was drinking it for BCAAs <laughs> my preferred tipple would be a rain who's that Tom who's that Tom who's giving you a phone there go on who's that huh? answer it
0: oh it's my mum go on give it an answer let's have a chat go on let's, it's like right. Right. let's just go to
1: the voicemail <laughs> go on answer it go on answer it I'm gonna hit go on Let's have a chat on the chat there go on oh no just gone down Wait, just me again. It. Right. she's checking if I'm still alive it's alright it's, it's good to let them wonder sometimes I'm times. not ending
0: this episode Tom until she phones back
1: oh she won't now she'll just assume the worst <laughs> sounds lovely <laughs> I'll get a visit from the welfare person
0: <laughs> oh dear so bottom line really guys, on this one on BTA's 2.0 oh what was that
1: that was actually my candor to say that the podcast is starting in about 15 minutes. Is it? Oh, because we started pretty yeah. really early. <laughs> because we're literally looking... In fact, you can actually see, usually we start at a quarter past eight. Of course, uh, and we're nearly finished. That's how we, I, this is I did, a very fi- I did the episode. clock, by the way.
0: I can see that. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Only took you fucking Christmas to do it. I know. Fucking hell.
1: It took me a while, didn't it? Yeah. To think what? A couple of months, it's going to change again, isn't it? I know, mate. <laughs> I might just leave it. Just leave it. I'm keeping my Christmas tree up.
0: Oh, mine's down now.
1: I'm keeping it up. It just saves time for putting it up next year, doesn't it?
0: Right, right, let's fucking wrap this up because people are thinking, what are these fuckers and t- idiots talking about? No one gives a shit, right? So bottom line is, guys, on BCAs 2.0 is that eat enough protein and it should negate any reason for you to buy these supplements. But if you do want to get them for some of the potential benefits you spoke about, that's your choice. But on paper, it's not overwhelming um and as I said, the important thing you need to do is eat enough protein. If you want more information about protein and stuff, I said, chat com slash protein. Did a whole episode on it, that's you know, all the different supplements you can get on it, about you know, other food sources, whatever, go listen to that. But yeah, that's the bottom line. and it'll save you a bit of money as well, won't it? Instead of buying these supplements. I know I said they're quite cheap, but there's still money at the end of the internet. For some people it, it can be a lot of money, so
1: Yeah. Um I mean, in the context of uh, muscle building, very rarely would I suggest bcaa's or you know eaa's except for as i said if like you're vegan and you're unable to get like a full profile of amino acids and maybe get like a vegan eaa supplement might be good or if for whatever reason if you're just like a a normal person an omnivore so to speak a normal person yeah How and you need dare you and, and you struggle to drink protein shakes then BCAA is going to be pretty inadequate but something's better than nothing I suppose I'd rather just get more protein in your diet though uh, from a DOMS perspective there is a chance that it might you know help mitigate DOMS uh, especially because evidence we've seen you know favours BCAAs over placebo because when we talk about DOMS that's usually something we talk about isn't it is how like placebo could play a massive effect in things and usually when that, we're talking about DOMS, like straight away, we say, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if they did a study where they actually compared XYZ to placebo? Well, in this case, they actually did compare BCAA to placebo. And, you know, these studies, but anyway, uh, yeah, this uh, this meta-analysis did favour BCA's over placebo. So who knows, in regards to mitigating DOMS, especially if you are doing like a, a multi-event uh, day or multi-event weekend, then perhaps, perhaps BCAAs might be useful in mitigating DOMS, but we need to see more research, specifically on those who tend to, you know, train continuously.
0: I feel like once, I feel like once again, Tom. There's a running theme of this series that we're not very clear, are we, <laughs> whether you should be having it or not? It's like yeah, we say no, but then we say maybe, and then we we'll say no again. The thing
1: again. is, with exercise and with supplements and nutrition, everything depends on context. Everything depends on context. So very rarely, when someone says what's your thoughts on this," I they want me to give them a three-word answer, and most times I can't. It it depends. Are you a vegan? That's not going to fault amino acid profile. Do you are you unable to stomach protein shakes, whey protein, or just a whole protein diet? Are you a multi-day fucking competitor? You know. Do you, for whatever reason, have like an abundant supply of BCAA and for whatever reason you're stranded on a fucking desert island where you can't get protein? <laughs> With Everything Katzler. depends on context, no matter how far it seems out. Mm. So maybe.
0: <laughs> I think we'll uh, we'll we'll leave it there. Uh, if you've got any more questions about BCAAs you know where to find us. All our details are down in, in the show notes, like usual. So,
1: drop us an I email, send us a message. If they're expecting a free a free word answer from me, though, I'm not gonna be yeah, happy. They'll
0: no. probably get 15 voice notes from Tom. So you know. Oh, they will, Jesus! Yeah, go message Tom, then you get more Then you get. Then you get your own personal one-to-one podcast, basically.
1: Please don't join the Patreon. Then maybe <laughs> oh, I see what you did that last. Uh,
0: uh, but yeah, so next episode of the supplement series, we're talking about nootropics. So if you're probably thinking, "What the fuck, is nootropics?" It's commonly associated with things like you know your brain shit. So if you've Joe, Joe Rogan's got that alpha thing he likes to promote, alpha brain,
1: yeah. There's a hint for next yeah. week's episode. <laughs> hint.
0: <sighs> yeah. So, new tropics next week. So, that, that's going to be a good one to tune into. And then after that, hopefully, we'll have a guest on with our Chat and PTs again. But who knows? We'll find out in a couple of weeks' time. <sighs> <laughs> Pleasure as always. <laughs> uh, and we'll see you on the next one. See you later, everyone. As always, thanks for listening. If you are enjoying our content and you want even more from us, of course, make sure you're subscribed slash followed. But we also do have the super duper exclusive Patreon where you can get access to all sorts of carnage, including private feeds, private Discord, where you can chat to us whenever you want and loads, loads more. So if you head over to patreon.com slash CSGF podcast, you'll be able to choose a tier and get stuck in. Basically, to get involved, it's the price of a cup of coffee a month. So yeah, hopefully we'll be speaking to you soon. We will see you next week, same time, same place, for a brand new episode. See you soon.